Welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And we are here with part three of episode 10 of Picard. I knew it would take at least three, and I'm willing to bet we won't finish with this, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Picking up where we left off, we are in orbit of the planet, and the La Serena is flying between firing Romulan ships who are targeting the orchids that came out to meet them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Girardi points out to Picard that now would be a good time for him to reveal his secret plan because once the Romulans destroy the orchids, they would still have about 200 ships and only one La Serena. She jokingly adds that they would name whichever plan he made the Picard maneuver before remembering that such a maneuver already existed. Uh, That how he made the Enterprise appear in two places at once to which he corrects her that it was the Stargazer and that had been a long time ago. And it would be useless against 200 ships. Now, Todd. Yes. I know you've probably seen this episode way, way, way more than me. Right. But the Picard maneuver uh, is referencing a TNG episode entitled The Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, where it kind of revisits Picard's past as, his ca- as the captain of the Stargazer in which he made essentially a projection of the ship. So it appeared in two places and the enemy was confused and didn't know which one to target. Right. Are you asking me or, or, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just saying that's that's essentially, that's, that's a sim, that's the simple explanation of what the Picard maneuver is. I don't know if you have anything more to add to it. No, I mean like that was in the very first season of, um, the uh, TNG series. Yeah, I mean, that was... I'm just looking at it right now. Originally aired ni- uh, November 16th, 1987. Oh, episode 9. Yep. Um, How old were you at that time? In 1987, I wasn't born yet. Yeah, exactly. So I actually lived it while you were doing that. But yeah, um, they did this kind of like um, quick uh thing where they encounter a friendly vessel and they're getting uh attacked um but no i'm sorry the the, the friendly vessel is when the friendly vessel comes to the enterprise and he relives it mm-hmm. like they have some kind of i forget what it was I some don't know. kind of a mind orb yeah where they basically um Think you know they, have they make him Picard think he's, he's live, doing. yeah, like yeah. That, that he's back on the Stargazer. Which, I mean, he does almost succeed in destroying the Enterprise. So, yeah, I mean, like what the, what it basically was, it wasn't really a trick, but they did like a short warp jump uh, that caused the uh, enemy vessels uh, life seed limited sensors to detect the Stargazer in two separate so- spots. Where, which is what you actually said, but. Mm-hmm. They, um, it was, it was kind of an interesting thing. And I kind of thought that that was kind of an homage to, um, Kirk's, uh, novel idea of the Kobayashi Maru. Mm. I like, I, ever since I saw that, I always thought, okay, so this is Picard's Kobayashi Maru and the Kobayashi Maru was where, they where Picard uh, not Picard, but where Kirk won 
an unwinnable situation. And this was kind of like the same thing where Picard in this instance um, had them fire on the wrong ship because it was still, uh, you know, basically showing um, to the enemy vessel. Because Uh, it's not visual. It's all computer sensors. Right. Because it's hard to see in space. Right. And so they, they, they had this whole, this whole thing. Uh, but it was kind of like an interesting homage back to for Picard, uh, back to the Picard maneuver mm-hmm. uh, from God, nineteen eighty seven to what was that twenty twenty one when this no it wasn't even twenty twenty one twenty twenty yeah, yeah. so twenty three years no, no thirty three years no. thirty three years yeah where they and there's so many different nods and we've probably missed a ton of them uh back to the the no original doubt. next generation uh series but yeah they it was in it, it for it's kind of like for new fans and old fans like where they bring it up the old fans remember it the new fans are like they already had a Picard maneuver what mm-hmm. because the Kobayashi Maru is really now famous throughout all the trek series um all the way up into uh the newest one with discovery where they talk about it too uh briefly but you know i i I really like the idea of them bringing up oh there's going to be another picard maneuver now so but yeah this is where uh it's it's actually kind of similar if you really think about it where they have like a mirror image, but there's going to be a lot of mirror images. But I want to bounce back to you to go into more detail as to this new Picard maneuver. Right. So Picard says that his maneuver wouldn't work because they would have to multiply the sensor images and find a way to disperse them. Then uh, Dr. Girardi realizes they do have a way to do both and takes up the, the tool that they use to fix the ship. Oh, this mm-hmm. is a mild plot hole because she wasn't there when uh, the ship got fixed. So I don't know how she would right. know how to use it, but such as right. No, life. you're correct. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So flashback planet side, uh, Soji's working on the transmitter. She sees the La Serena on the sensors and opens the channel to Picard. Uh, he urges her to power down the beacon, saying he had something to give her and her people in the hopes that it would change her mind. Um, Soji asks what it could possibly be and Picard answers that he was going to give his life and then he closes the channel and then that makes Soji hesitate yeah so back on uh, General O's flagship as she is now known Mm -hmm. her officers report that the orbital defenses have been dealt with O triumphantly orders all ships to target the abomination's nest yes Uh, Picard then asked Girardi if she was ready and that all of the projections would, and if all of the projections would have warp signatures, which she confirmed that they would. Um, on Picard's mark, he gives the order and several hundred Las Arenas appear to drop out of warp beside the original, uh, tricking the Romulan fleet to engage them. However, during the fight, a lucky shot hits the real Las Arena causing it to spin out of control and the projections to fade. Uh, Picard's able to manage the ship, 
And at that moment, Soji activates the beacon, opening the portal, and O orders the fleet to begin sterilization on her command. So a lot happens right there, like simultaneously. Yeah. So Picard is succeeding in distracting the fleet. Um, a chance shot hits the real ship. Yeah. yeah. So, oh well. But at the same time, Soji activates the beacon and O orders the fleet to basically begin an orbital bombardment essentially at the same time. Seems dire, but at that moment, a massive yes. Federation fleet drops out of warp. And I got a tear in my eye when that happened. It's an epic moment. You know moment. what I mean? It is an yeah, epic, like, epic moment. Yeah. And then it just gets it gets even more like uh, tear-worthy. But I'm going to let you go into more detail yep. on that one. Uh, so from aboard the flagship, the USS Zhang He. Acting oh, Captain no. Will, uh, and I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm sure I butchered the name. No, Zhang Ji. Yeah, I mean, like you got it right, basically. Oh, okay. Um, that was, and here's a quick segue. That was an explorer back in the uh, late 1300s uh, of Chinese descent. He was originally born to a Muslim family as Mahi. He changed it to Chang He. Uh, after it was conferred to him by the uh, Yangal Empire uh, during the Ming Dynasty. And he was a major explorer during that time. He actually was captured as a, I think it was like a 14 or 15-year-old child. He was uh, made a eunuch, which I don't really want to go into because it's it's kind (laughs) of cringeworthy. Got it. But it was basically to have him be a um, companion to this uh, soon-to-be emperor, which, you know, uh, at the time when this, ha- this all happened, they were all kids. But he was a trusted uh, confidant of uh, the Yangal emperor and as part of the, the Ming dynasty. But it was a huge explorer, which that was really, if you, um, if you listen to obviously the Star Trek Next Generation's uh, basic mission is to explore new worlds, to seek out new life, new civilizations, well, there were no, no one has gone before. Uh-huh. And they named this flagship after this Chinese uh, explorer. So that was just a, a quick segue. I'm going to get you right back to it, but I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was really interesting. It's a nice little history tidbit. I didn't yeah. realize that. Mm-hmm. But back to it. He's on the. He's on the. Yes. Riker's acting, on board the acting Captain Will Riker. Yes. Uh, hails com- uh, the former Commodore O and informs her that under the terms of the Treaty of Algeron, Capellius is under Starfleet protection. Uh, o protests the claim and says, saying that her claim preceded Starfleet's, but Riker plays a transmission from Picard from the surface of the planet which apparently signifies that Starfleet's claim is first. A little political maneuvering there for you. Right. Uh, Riker says he is on the bridge of the toughest, fastest, most powerful ship Starfleet has ever put into service, and he had a whole fleet of them at his back, and that nothing would make him happier than to uh, than for her to give him an excuse to kick her treacherous Talshiar butt. He didn't say butt. Uh, yeah. Um, 
he does he does he gives her one chance to stand down but she is unmoved and orders her fleet to target the federation or yeah the federation fleet <clears throat> where riker orders all weapons armed and all deflectors to full yes uh, aboard the La Serena, Picard is suddenly gripped with pain in the back of his head. Um, obviously, the, uh, the what you call it, um, what, what, what was the technical the term? The Norlogizer, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, but they, had, they, they were calling it something else, but let's call it a tumor for ease. It's, it's part of, uh, well, I, and this was like a, a second segue. Uh, Eremotic syndrome, advanced eremotic syndrome. It is a tumor uh, where he has a limited lifespan. And it was actually brought about in the last uh, two episodes of Next Generation with All Good Things, where he goes, where everyone else thinks he's imagining things. And it's kind of like, Oh God! What's what's the what's the human equivalent to that? I can't think of what it's called. Where you just lose all. Hallucinate? What hallucinations? No, it's not not hallucinations. When you get older and like you you can't remember anything. Dementia, um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. It's basically the the newest. Thank you. It's basically like the newest version of Alzheimer's, but oh. in this case, it's called Eremotic syndrome. But, but yes. That's the but in All Good Things, which is a which was the last series, Picard is actually traveling uh, backwards and forwards uh, in time, and everyone thinks at first that he's uh, dealing with the effects of eremotic syndrome. Um, which which uh, kind of like uh, is the Alzheimer's of the future. And I actually looked it up too. It's not like really a real disease, but I think that they needed something similar. But they didn't want to think they didn't want to call it Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting where you know you think about the future once again, and you think they've cured all illnesses, all diseases, but they haven't. Um, and this is what he's suffering from. But as Derek said. It's it is type of a type of a tumor that's taking over his life and it's going to eventually kill him. So yeah, he's suffering from the effects of that. So I'm going to bounce back to you again. I just want to do that that brief aside real quick, gotcha. just to give people a, an idea of what what eremotic syndrome is. All right. So Picard's in uh, terrible pain, but he tells Doctor Girardi that he wants to open a channel to Soji on an open frequency. But she is scanning him with a tricorder and insists that he's in no shape to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she protests, but he orders her to inject him with 20 cc's of polycephrine, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. polycenephrine, whatever, to relieve mm-hmm. his symptoms, even though he knows the side effects will essentially hasten the inevitable. So at yes. this point, he knows he's basically going to die. Mm-hmm. And um, he hails Soji and pleads with her to power down the beacon to show the Romulans that she's not the destroyer that they feared. And if that did not convince him, the Zatvash would still have to answer to the Federation anyway. When Soji points out to him that the Federation banned her kind and threw them on the scrap heap, Picard argues that if the Federation wanted to destroy them, they wouldn't have uh, shown up to stop the Romulans. 
Right. In defense of them. They in defense been... of them, yes. They would have joined the Romulans. Right. But they didn't because they trusted Soji and her people to make the right choice. And then he adds that he personally trusts and believes in her. As Riker is hearing this over the open channel, he smiles because this is just classic Picard to him. And O is listening as well. Um, Picard explains that the whole point of what he has done was so that they could save one another. And as mechanical tentacles begin to emerge from the portal, Soji makes her decision and smashes the transmitter controls, destroying the beacon and um, closing the portal. The tentacles quickly retreating back in before it closes. Um, now left to face Starfleet, o orders her fleet to stand down and withdraw because her whole reason for being there is gone. Right. And, and here's what, <clears throat> pardon me, which I thought was weird. So they withdraw and then, well, I, you know, there's a, there's something else that happens, which I'll let you get into. But mm-hmm. then then the Federation fleet uh, withdraws. But I'm like thinking to myself, how do we know that they, they, they really were going to withdraw? Like, why would you withdraw the Federation fleet? You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because they did like. Right. Like, was am I the only one to think that? Like, if it wasn't that? like a I'm faint like, and they just warped a little bit away to warp yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, well, now we're really going to destroy them just to make sure that they don't. Well, come I think, through. like, I, th- I think th- the whole point is that they have scanners that show like how far they go or how far they're projected to go, right. and that if they were to return, then the fleet could also do an no, about I mean, face and come and, back. But, but again, that's all supposition. But right, I, you know, but I get it, you know. But I just want to say, that. I'm like, wait a second, the Romulans warp away, and then the Federation, the entire fleet warps away i'm like okay. yeah no i i understand what you're saying though but yeah all right but go ahead you would have uh, think they would have at least left like three ships or something just yeah, in case i mean like it's it was just crazy but 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 anyway um so Riker hails the la serena explaining that when he heard picard sent out an sos he asked for a reassignment temporarily because he wasn't going to talk picard out of his mission didn't mean he was planning on letting him go at it alone he then joked, uh, asking if he was just supposed to sit in the woods making pizza while Picard had all the fun. Yeah, and that that brought like a little tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. And then you know? he then he informs Admiral Picard that he was leaving the situation in his capable hands. Uh, Picard thanks him for always having his back. Riker tells him that he learned from the best, and then uh, the the Zhang He and the rest of the fleet leave. Oh, but they go in the same direction as the Zatvash. So they basically follow that. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but okay. Well, that's according to they follow the warp trail after the Zatvash. Okay. All right. So uh, assumingly they just chased them out. Right. So maybe maybe, does that make you feel better if they like the same path? Like a little bit at least. Yeah, for sure. So Picard bids his old friend adieu, rising from the cha- the captain's chair and then promptly collapsing to the deck. Uh, Dr. Girardi calls his name, and he experiences flashbacks of his dreams from the beginning of the season, where he's walking through his vineyard, seeing Data painting. Over the open comm, Soji worriedly asks what's wrong, and Girardi reports that the brain abnormality was causing his body to fail. 
Soji asks if he could be transported to the sick bay of one of the Starfleet vessels, but Picard gently confirms with a tearful Girardi that there would be no point in doing so. Uh, Soji then drops the transporter block around the complex and beams Picard and Girardi to the surface, um, where she and the rest of the crew rush to his side. Rafi starts cradling his head. Uh, he tells Soji that not being the destroyer was up to her and that he had given her the choice. He looks to Elnor and touching his face gently when he comes near him. Uh, fading, Picard turns his head to Rafi and remarks that she had been quite right, which we talked about earlier, that she was right literally the whole time. Right. Uh, but as Rafi asks him what she was right about, he breathes his last breath and passes away. And dies. And, and that is the end of the series. But wait. Roll is credits. It no, it's not. <laughs> um you would think it could be uh-huh. and if it if it was and we'll talk more about this later because i we talked about this in pre-pro right. that would have been a fitting death that i think any fan could have been okay with for mm-hmm. captain picard it fit his character all right um so at the station a sniffling rios is approached by an upset seven of nine, having just heard the news that Picard died. Um, they basically share a bottle of alcohol, and um, they both start rem- uh, lamenting and talking about things that they never thought they each would do again. For seven, it was killing people who she thought deserved it just because it felt wrong for them to be alive. Uh-huh. And and for Rios, it was allowing, quote, another self-righteous, hard we're not supposed to curse, so hard-butted old starship captain into his heart. Uh, never again right. standing there to watch him die. Uh-huh. Um, Seven asks him if he could have done anything to prevent it, to which Rio says he couldn't. And as they watch the sunset, a synthetic butterfly takes wing. On a ridge overlooking the settlement, Rafi sits alone until she is approached by Elnor, who breaks down sobbing. She admonishes him to let it all out as she joins him in mourning for Picard. Now roll credits. But wait. But wait. No, it's not the end. There's more. There's still more. Uh, Suddenly, Picard awakens in the study of Chateau Picard. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the, the chateau's lit by the fireplace, and he believes he's having another dream. To his surprise, Data enters, wearing the uniform he died in at the end of Star Trek Nemesis. And he corrects him by saying that it's not a dream, but a massively complex quantum simulation. And he sits down in a chair opposite Picard. Um... But Picard would likely think that he would say such a thing if he was, in fact, dreaming, if, in fact, Picard did dream about him at all, to which Picard assures Data that he dreams of him all the time. Right. Um, and if that were the case, Data asks Picard, was he, too, wearing the same clothes as when he died? Then Picard asks Data if he was indeed dead, and Data confirms that he is. He is indeed dead. Yep. 
He asked Picard if he remembers dying, and Picard believes he does, saying he felt something in his head that seemed to just go away like a, like a sandcastle collapsing. Right. Uh, Data adds that he knows for like he knows and accepts his fact that he was killed in the year 2379, but has no memory of his actual death as his subconsciousness exists in a quantum reconstruction based off the memories he downloaded into B4. Right. Which was his brother. Yes. Yeah. The imperfect brother. Yeah. Uh, Picard wonders on, um, on that data cannot remember his own death as Picard could never forget data's death. Data states that he understands that he apparently ended his life in the hope of prolonging Picard's to which Picard confirms that he indeed did that, but didn't realize that it was happening until after already data already did what he uh, set out to do and remarks that he was furious with data at the time. Uh, Data apologizes, but, is certain that there was no other course of action. Picard agrees saying that it was the most data thing that data had ever done. <laughs> but, uh, but his biggest regret is that it was data who made the sacrifice and not Picard. Data then asked if Picard regretted sacrificing his life for Soji and her people to which Picard said not for an instant. So then data says, why would he imagine that data would regret doing the same for Picard? And again, that brought another tear to my eye when, mm-hmm. when he said that. It's obviously logical. And this moment is uh, purely for like next gen fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there is only a little bit left, but I'm wondering if we should wrap it up here and pick back up because I don't know how much of like asides you have left. Uh, I got one, two, three. Um, asides, I don't know. Um, All right, so maybe we should wrap this up. What you, what you got, but I I don't, don't I won't take a whole heck of a lot, but I don't know what you're going to have and what you're going to commentate on my asides. We're already approaching a half hour. All right, it's up to you. You want to stop? Yeah, let's just, let's just wrap it up here and we'll finish it off with uh, part four, which I kind of thought we were going to (laughs) need. All right. Well, part of me thinks that you're doing it just to have a part for, but I I will uh, try to make the time work. Your... I'm just yeah. trying to make the time work. I hear you. I hear you. All right. I will uh, let this end until our next thrilling and completing episode of Picard. Of Picard season one. And in the meantime, remember to follow us on social media at Old Nerd Young Nerd on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal normal is is the the new boring. boring. Thanks thanks for listening, everybody.